Welcome to Alaskwatch, the show all about Bigfoot in the great state of Alaska. I'm your host, Beans Baxter. So lace up your boots, zip up your coat, and come with me on an adventure as we explore all things cryptid in the last frontier. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Alaska Watch. Hope everybody's doing well out there. I know um, we're starting to get into the swing of things. Summer is starting to show up. Uh, we've still got some uh, chilly weather and some clouds here, but uh, we've had a few sunny days. Uh, hoping to get out uh, this weekend and maybe do a little bit of camping and squatching and see how that goes. And be my first real trip of, uh, overnight trip anyway, of the of the year. And uh, I wanted to uh, let you guys know in advance, uh, you know, we're creeping up on the um, Medellin Falls Bigfoot Festival here coming up. I'm going to be taking off in the next couple of weeks to head to the great state of Washington to, well, make my appearance there and uh, hang out with uh, my fellow Bigfooters. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know it's going to be some uh, dark weeks for the show. Uh, we're not going to be dropping any episodes probably. Hopefully, I'll be able to sit down with some people at Medellin Falls and maybe record uh, some stuff, uh, some interviews or episode or two, but more than likely, that stuff won't be dropping until I get back, and um, as some of you know, I'm taking um, taking a little time after the conference to um, do some squatching in that area, so uh, it might be a little bit before I get to drop a new episode, so just be patient. Uh, I haven't went anywhere. I Well, I did go somewhere. I haven't quit the show. <laughs> I'm just uh, taking a little break and uh, hopefully getting some more content for the show and the YouTube channel. And uh, I wanted to uh, to put a bug in everybody's ear about YouTube. I'm not, uh, you know, real familiar with YouTube or how it works. And, uh, you know, I put some videos up there to kind of support the podcast and vice versa and, uh, you know, give people kind of a visual representation of some like there's the, the video of me walking around in area a, and, uh, you know, I think that goes around along well with the podcast that Rob Roy and I did on area a, it gives people an idea. Okay. We can go and watch this video and see what they're talking about. Like see what, you know, visually what, what kind of terrain they're talking about, what kind of area. I think it. I think it works out pretty well. Well, I was uh, on there the other day, and I just happened to click on one of my videos, and before the video, it uh, it played an ad, and I thought, well, that's kind of weird because I'm not, you know, my YouTube page isn't monetized. I don't. I don't have it set up to to get money, and I thought, well, who's who's getting that money? Who's getting paid? Somebody's getting money for showing an ad on my video, <clears throat> and I did a little research, and it, and it kind of irritated me because I found out. That um, basically, if you have less than a thousand subscribers, you can't monetize your page. Basically, and YouTube can just do whatever they want. If they want to show ads on your page, they can. And that really irked me because, I mean, I I, I don't like the idea that somebody's profiting from something that I did. Um, so if you guys if you guys have a YouTube account, if you do me a favor, and just go over and subscribe to the Alaska Watch YouTube channel. Uh, just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try and get up there to that thousand subscriber threshold so I can, uh, monetize my page because it just, it just irritates me that somebody is getting money for, 
<laughs> uh, for something I did, and it's not me. I, I don't know. I, I just I think that's a reasonable feeling to have. Um, I know people get really touchy when it comes to stuff like that and money, and oh, he's trying to make money off a of Bigfoot. And you know what? I am, but uh, you know, at least I'm trying to do it honestly. So anyway, if you guys could please just run over there and um, you know give me give me a subscription. Click that subscribe button on YouTube. I don't normally ask for stuff like that, uh, but uh, that that information just really irked me, and the fact that they're showing ads on my on my channel, and um, I didn't uh, one, I didn't say they could approve it, and then again, I'm not getting paid for it. That just I just don't think that's right. I just don't morally think it's right. So um, I'm gonna try and get to that um, that threshold where I can monetize the page. And uh, after a reasonable amount of time, if that doesn't happen, I might try something else, try to go to another platform or something, although YouTube is pretty much where it's at. There's not a lot of other page or uh, video servers that uh, that people use. So we'll, we'll see. It, it just really irritates me that um, somebody else is profiting off of the stuff that I've done, and it's not me. I mean, not even a little bit, you know. I mean, anyway, uh, also, I've signed up that uh, possibly there may be ads showing up on the podcast. Uh, I know that's not a great thing. I know nobody really likes that, but um, I'm, I'm hoping that, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be squatching some down in Washington and places like that and hopefully setting up more trips. And it would be nice if I could get a little flow of income uh, to, to help me out with stuff like that with travel costs and equipment. I'm, you know, not one of these guys that's going to start a GoFundMe uh, and ask for money just, just because if, if I'm going to do anything like that, I'm going to do some kind of Kickstarter or something where, you know, people get a product for the money they give. Uh, and I'm just not at that point yet. So, um, I'm, I'm going to try some of the advertising venues that, um, my podcast server are, um, offering and see if that goes anywhere. I don't know. I don't even know if they're going to do it. I just basically allowed them to do it. And then I guess they decide to match me up with the advertiser or something. So just, uh, you know, bear with me. And if the ads just get to be too much, let me know. I can scale them back a little bit or add more, I think, uh, at my discretion. I think that's how it works. So just uh, keep, an, keep an ear out for that. If, if the ads get to be uh, too overwhelming, just let me know. I, I can see if I can change them to maybe just the, the beginning and the end of the podcast, something like that. Like I said, I don't even know when they're going to show up or if they're going to show up. It was just a, something that was offered to me through the podcast server, and I decided to uh, take advantage of it. And speaking of um, making money, uh, I want you guys to know my book, uh, Abandoned, the History and Horror Report Chatham, is still available. Uh, it's available at a lot of locations here in Alaska. It's available at the Homer Bookstore. If you're traveling through Alaska, find yourself in Homer. Uh, you can swing in there and uh, purchase an autographed copy. It's also available in Soldatna at uh, Inkwell's Bookshop if you don't make it down into Homer. Maybe you want to stop by Soldatna and fish in the Kenai River. Uh, it's also available at uh, the Bigfoot Art Gallery in Palmer. Uh, Rob Roy is selling it for me. In fact, I just put a fresh shipment of books in the mail for him today. You should be getting them in a day or two. And uh, all those copies that are available at uh, the brick-and-mortar stores are autographed, so you can uh, swing by and pick those up. And if you're cruising through the southeast of Alaska this year, this cruise season, and you find yourself in Skagway, you can stop by the Skagway News Depot and Books, and uh, they're also carrying it as well. Hopefully you can get in there and uh, pick up an autographed copy. If you cannot uh, get to any of those venues, and you can't make it to the Medellin Falls Conference uh, this month in June, 
You can uh, buy an autographed copy from the website, alaskwatchpodcast.com, and uh, I will get that signed and sent out to you as soon as I can. Also, uh, I wanted to make mention, if there's anything in the Alaska Watch store that you guys have had your eyes on, uh, we've got some pretty nice um, shot glasses and some knives and some stickers and stuff like that in there. If there's anything in there that you guys have kind of had your eye on and you've been thinking about ordering and you've kind of been putting it off, uh, now might be the time to get that order in because we're going to take a lot of that stuff down to uh, Medellin Falls with us. And I don't expect to bring a whole lot of it back. So if you guys have got had your eye on something and you, you want to pick it up, uh, here in the next week would probably be a good time to get that order in and um, ensure that you get one of those items, especially the pocket knives. Uh, those are some pretty nice knives. Uh, everybody that's got one has been pretty happy with it. So uh, if you see something in there that you want, you might want to pick it up now because... Um, Unless you're going to the Medellin Falls, in which case you could pick one up in person. But uh, if you if you see it on the pot on the um, podcast website and you, and you uh, want to pick one of those up, you might want to put that order in now because uh, I don't think I'm going to be bringing a whole lot of those back, and I have no idea if or when I'll be able to get more. So those things are pretty pretty limited edition. <laughs> all right. With all that said, I think uh, let's get into the uh, meat and potatoes of today's episode. I wanted to talk about <clears throat> one of the newest uh, Bigfoot documentaries to hit the be hitting the scene. This is actually going to be available uh, for wide consumption on uh, June 8th. So here, let's see, what is June 8th? That is a next Tuesday, which you may be listening to this. It may already be after June 8th. So you can just swing, swing through and pick one up somewhere. Uh, but, uh, I'm talking about small town monsters on the trail of Bigfoot, the journey. Uh, I have a, a Blu-ray copy that I've been, uh, perusing and, uh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking beans. It's not June 8th. How do you have a copy of this film? Obviously you're thinking it's because of my Bigfoot influencer status in the community, correct? No, that is not the case. I have this because I was one of the smart people that invested in the Small Town Monsters Kickstarter uh, earlier this year. And every year around, I think it's February or so, uh, they always launch a Kickstarter for the coming year. And it's just a great deal. I mean, I think as far as like bang for your buck and the Bigfoot or cryptozoology world goes, you can't go wrong with it. Um, they always produce really good stuff and you can depend, you know, depending on what level or tier you want to sign up for, uh, you always get quality products. You know, you're, you're funding their production, but you're also getting a product in return. So I, I always, I, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of getting stuff <laughs> when I pay money cause that's how it's supposed to work. So, um, if you're not familiar with Small Town Monsters, uh, Seth Breedlove uh, started that company a few years ago, and uh, he's put out a lot of uh, cryptid-themed documentaries, and pretty much all, especially all the Bigfoot ones, I've really enjoyed. <clears throat> uh, there's been a few that were kind of out of my wheelhouse, and I, I've probably only watched once or, or so. Uh, the one, that, the last one that he released about UFOs. 
can't remember if it was Dark Skies. Maybe that's the upcoming one. Terror in the Sky. I don't remember which one. It was one of the last uh, UFO series he did. I think it was on the trail of UFOs. Uh, that one didn't so much float my boat. Uh, just, But I'm just not really into UFOs that much. So I didn't uh, quite enjoy that one. Probably as a lot of more people that were more entrenched in the UFO community did. But uh, everything else that he's put out, I've been a big fan of. Uh, he's got some upcoming stuff that I just can't wait to see. Uh, he has one uh, upcoming later this year about the Rougarou, which is uh, kind of like a, a werewolf-type creature down in Louisiana. And uh, really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a really cool documentary. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I consider myself pretty well versed and read on a lot of these cryptids and a lot of the things that, uh, a lot of their backstories and the history behind them. And it seems like every production that he does, everything that he puts out, there's some little nugget of information. There's always something in there that I've never heard before or something new for me to learn. And that really, just to me, makes it worth the money that I spend on a Kickstarter to get, to get the, the, um, the movies that he makes. And, um, you know, this year due to my changing financial situation with me, um, leaving law enforcement, I, I had to scale it back just a little bit. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't quite give as much as I usually give. And, um, but they've got a bunch of different tiers, uh, levels that you can give. And, um, I made sure and signed up for one, where I got all the upcoming releases and I get, I get I like to get physical copies of them so that I can, um, you know, collect them. So it works out, you know, there's something for you on there. Um, you know, no matter what your financial situation is, you know, he's got tiers that just about everybody can afford and, uh, get, you know, get access to the stuff he puts out. So, um, enough, enough about that. Let's get into the actual, the, the movie. Uh, it's a documentary. It's about an hour and a half long. And I know, I think initially when he was coming up with the idea for this, uh, this installment of, uh, on the trail of Bigfoot, I think he had kind of wanted to do a little bit more, um, further, further away. He wanted to travel a little bit more. I think there was even maybe some talk of him coming up here to Alaska. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, this was filmed last year when the pandemic was in full swing and they do address that a little bit in the, in the, in the documentary, they, they kind of talk about the pandemic and its effect on limiting people and their travel and, and getting out. Um, and it's done, you know, very, uh, I would say non-biased. I mean, it, he does talk about the difficulties of, I mean, you know, the guy's a filmmaker. He likes to go places to film movies. And basically this really, put a kink in his hose as far as his ability to do that. So, I mean, it is portrayed slightly in a negative light, but justifiably so. I mean, the guy, you know, makes his, his movies by traveling around and going to different places. And it really kind of limited him as to where he could go and what he could do uh, for this installment. So, cause when he first, when he first kind of mentioned it in the, in the documentary, I thought, man, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of dating this, you know, it's like, it's, you know, what in, four or five years when I sat down to watch this and he starts talking about, uh, the pandemic, I'm going to be like, man, this is, this this seems old or something. But, you know, I, I just, after I thought about it for a little bit, I'm like, well, I mean, it's, it's true. It's, he's documenting what is going on and that's literally what he's supposed to be doing. So, um, I, I thought at first it was kind of a strange choice, but after I got into it a little bit, I decided like, yeah, that's probably the right thing to do. And that being said, 
I think this installment, it's a little bit more personal maybe than some of the others. Uh, it, it actually follows them as they go on a five-day adventure into uh, the New England area, the Adirondacks. And I'm that's an area of the U.S. In fact, geography is, is probably one of my weak points when it comes to, to stuff like that. And that's one of the areas of the U.S. that, one, I've never really spent a whole lot of time in, and two, I'm just not that familiar with. I uh, never really had that much of a interest in that part of the area, except for uh, the cryptid sightings and stuff like that. Uh, in fact, most of my geographical knowledge of the New England area comes from uh, cryptid stories and sightings. So uh, I thought they did a really good job of explaining uh, where they were, where they were, and how it related to um, sightings and potential. Uh, habitat for Bigfoot and I, I really enjoyed a lot of the drone footage of the area it kind of gives you an idea because most, most people think of New York they just think of New York City and you know that's that's kind of it it's kind of the same way with Alaska how people think when people think of Alaska they think of snow and igloos and that's about it <clears throat> there's nothing here and you know it's kind of the opposite with New York you think of New York all you think of is New York City and a metropolis and that's not necessarily the case there is a lot of forest and uh, acreage in new york new york state that is and he did a really good job of conveying that with a lot of the drone shots a lot of the uh, cinematography very beautiful uh, really shows off the beauty of the northeast and the northeast forests um, <clears throat> i really enjoyed the time that they spent uh, in the field. So it was it really, it, it felt like a better episode or a good episode of uh, Finding Bigfoot. And I know a lot of people are going to hear that and they're going to kind of groan, but uh, I, I, it's just, so you're out in the field with these guys and they're going around, they're meeting up with local investigators who are taking them out and they're spending time in the field with them, and they're telling them about historical accounts in the area, um, and the geography of the area, and the habitat in the area, and I, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. They didn't spend a whole lot of time. Um, well, there's not really any wasted time. They are just they're on the ground. They're you know looking for Bigfoot or talking about Bigfoot, spending time with people who look for Bigfoot, interviewing people who have seen Bigfoot. It is a very well put together uh, documentary, and in parts, it, some of it kind of reminded me when the first time I so I've watched it twice, and the first time I sat down and watched it, I was like, man, this really kind of reminds me of a video that uh, Stephen and I would do or Extreme Expeditions would do, and and then the second time I watched it, I didn't quite feel that way. And I felt it was probably a little bit better done in that you really get a sense of the witnesses' testimony. Uh, they go around, they interview people in their homes, uh, they talk about uh, some sightings from that area that I've never heard of. Uh, like I said, I thought I usually consider myself pretty well versed and uh, knowledgeable of, of cryptid sightings and stuff like that in that side uh, part of the world, but... 
Uh, they were talking about uh, sightings that I'd never heard of. They were interviewing people who had sightings I'd never heard of. And uh, they spent some time in the field with Steve Coles, who, if you guys don't know, that's the uh, Squatch Detective. I'm, I don't know him that well. I, we're actually, I think we're friends on Facebook. I don't think we've had a whole lot of uh, interactions together, but uh, I do enjoy him. Uh, and he has a show, I think, that comes on like once a week called like Squatch Detective TV or something. And um, I don't, I don't really get to sit down and, and watch that, but I know I'm a big fan of a lot of the work that he does uh, with hoaxers and um, outing hoaxes and stuff like that. I think he uh, does a pretty good job with that stuff. And it's something that I, I kind of uh, admire. And uh, I think that he does a pretty good job. Uh, he's had a sighting of his own. And I think that kind of sparked his uh, passion for the subject. And uh, he talks about that in the, in the documentary. They go out in the field with him. Uh, you can tell by their time with him, he's, you know, he's very methodical. He's very attention to detail oriented. Uh, I, my, I think one of my favorite parts of the whole documentary is actually one of the slowest parts, but it's really important because they're in a tent with him and he spreads out this map and it's got all these little, uh, pins in it. And, or I don't know if they're pins or marks or what, but they're sightings and activity that have, has been reported to him. And he shows you on the map, literally how all these areas from like Whitehall, New York to down where they're at, how it's all kind of connected and how you can almost trace through the wooded areas, the movement of Bigfoot, uh, almost like a migration pattern or, you know, they're following, I don't know if they're following food or warmer weather or what, but it's a really kind of impressive bit of uh, deduction on his part, how he was able to take all that information and put it together, put it on the map and kind of show movement. And uh, it was really interesting and uh, informative part of the documentary, uh, probably one of my favorite parts of the documentary, just how you can he can take that information and just kind of put it to use and uh, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, in fact, one of the my favorite parts also, uh, and this is there's not a lot of humor or, uh, you know, side trails that are explored. It's pretty much it's down to business and, and they get into it. But one of the things I thought was funny is they're out with Steve and his, his team and there's some of the team members and they're walking around and they've got like these tactical vests on with like cameras and equipment and all kinds of stuff. And then you've got the small town monsters guys walking around in like jeans and hoodies. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was kind of funny. Um, and I mean, who's to say, you know, I mean, obviously the small town monsters guys survived. They didn't need the tactical vests and all that stuff to survive. So who knows? I, I just I thought it was kind of a, a, a neat uh, contrast to see the, uh, the the researchers out there with all their their uh, hut hut gear, and then uh, the other guys out there with just their street clothes. And uh, that, that's always kind of been a pet peeve of mine when people uh, will review uh, Bigfoot stuff, uh, videos, and stuff like that, and they're always like ragging on. I mean, it doesn't matter what you wear; people will rag on you because people have said about in search of the Port Chatham Harry man, like, Oh, those guys, you know, they're out there, <clears throat> you know, they, they went to an army Navy, Navy surplus store. And now they're out there, you know, like in, in, uh, playing soldier or playing army man or something. And, uh, that kind of stuff always bothers me. Cause I'm like, well, what am I supposed to wear? Am I supposed to go like, go put on a, 
a three-piece suit and walk around in the woods? I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> Am I supposed to wear my uh, my nice church slacks uh, in the woods? I don't I don't know what they want me to wear. <laughs> uh, but for me, I, I really took away a lot of information from the documentary. Uh, I think it's really it's going to be really great for anybody that lives in the area that's a potential Bigfooter for any potential New England squatchers. Uh, it's a great explanation of the <clears throat> activity and how it relates to the geography in the area and can give you some ideas of maybe where to start uh, as far as getting out there and, and doing your own research. Uh, there's also a lot of, of um, names in the documentary. A lot of uh, researchers from that area are uh, interviewed. So there's a lot of stuff on there to get any anybody with an interest in the subject, uh, started, uh, you know, it can point you in a lot of, a lot of new directions, uh, or a lot of directions for newcomers, I should say to go and, uh, get started in their search in the new England area. Uh, I really enjoyed, um, in some ways this really kind of felt like a follow-up to the beast of Whitehall documentary because it takes place or parts of it take place, uh, in and around Whitehall. Uh, they explore some, uh, more recent uh, Whitehall sightings and some stuff that uh, they didn't either know about or they didn't quite get uh, information for for the Whitehall documentary. They actually uh, go to an area where they believe the Beast of Whitehall, you know, it was seen on Bear Road, but they believe they think that it probably came from this one particular area near, I believe it's a reservoir. And they actually, one of their night investigations is spent walking from that reservoir toward Bear Road. And it's... Uh, it's kind of interesting. I don't. I believe that nothing really happens that evening, or that might be the evening that they they do, they do get like a, a a wood knock or a suspected wood knock on on audio. So, uh, so it's basically them, you know, during the day going around performing interviews, talking to researchers, and they do like night investigation. That's that's kind of why it reminds me of Finding Bigfoot, I guess. Um, but it was a good. Historical overview of the region and the sightings. Um, there was a account that I had never heard of called the Kinderhook Creature. And I, I mean, it just doesn't ring a bell. I, maybe I've heard of it and I just kind of put it out of my mind. But uh, I felt like I was hearing about it for the first time in this documentary. And uh, there's actually a really cool scene where they go to uh, someone's house who has some audio that they've actually captured on a... Uh, an old uh, like cassette recorder, you know, the the big ones with the big buttons that you you know you have to push down play and record at the same time, and one of those old like nineteen seventies or eighties uh, cassette recorder type uh, machines, not not like a a, bo- a, a boom box, but uh, one of those little ones, it's about the size of a, a lunchbox or something, and uh, that was that was pretty cool, and um, then. There's some more accounts from, I'm sorry, there was a big pause in there. I'm looking at my notes. Uh, there's some more accounts uh, by uh, witnesses and researchers. There's a really interesting one that's told by an uh, ex-park ranger. I believe he's an ex-park ranger. And uh, he he tells about a really interesting encounter that he had uh, while performing his duties. I don't want to spoil it for you. <clears throat> and then uh, the very end of the documentary kind of culminates with them taking a helicopter ride. And uh, they get in a helicopter and they're flying over the the hills and the mountains of the Adirondacks in the Northeast. 
and uh, you know Seth narrates most of the film himself, and he's talking about just basically how easy it would be for something to live in there and remain hidden. Which you know most most Bigfooters, you know if you if you've been in the subject for a while, you you know you kind of you understand that and you, and you know, and that's why you're into the subject is because you understand that's there's a good possibility that something could have remained hidden out there. Uh, but this, I found it was a really good documentary. I think it would be really good for somebody that was just getting into the subject that lived in that geographical area in the new England area. So I think that would probably be a good, um, jumping off point. If you have somebody that lives in the area, they're interested in Bigfoot, uh, might be, might be a good uh, direction to point them. It's not quite as um, captivating, I would say. Maybe for younger younger uh, viewers, might uh, think it's a little boring. Um, but uh, you know, it's like I said, it's it's not it's not it's kind of like finding Bigfoot, but not. There's not a whole lot of suspense or buildup. Uh, not a lot of fake uh, drama. <clears throat> you know, they they're, they don't do the uh, they don't do a wood knock and then, you know, what's that? And then cut to commercial and then you got to wait for the commercial to finish before they come back and tell you it was just an owl. Um, so I, I found it to be a really good, informative, honest documentary. And I really enjoyed it. And that being said, I think a lot of people are going to not like it <laughs> because it's a good, honest documentary. And I just, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, you, this is big footing. You can't let the facts cloud the issue. Um, I think the bottom line is, is that a lot of people don't want good, honest, informative documentaries. They want that false suspense and that fake, uh, you know, spookiness and stuff like that. I just, I, I feel like that's what a lot of people want. Um, somebody left a review on Bigfoot encounters in the Pacific Northwest the other day and, uh, basically was like, well, this is boring. Nothing happened. And, you know, save your money and watch uh season three or wait for expedition season three, expedition Bigfoot. And, uh, I, I kind of took that as a compliment. Cause I was like, well, if, if, you know, if it's, if it's different than expedition Bigfoot, then it must be good. <laughs> so, um, anyway, <clears throat> I, I kind of feel the same way about, um, uh, on the trail of Bigfoot, the journey, it is a really excellent, informative, and honest uh, documentary that I think a lot of good people will enjoy. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of knowledge for those of us uh, that don't know much about the New England side of uh, Sasquatch. So uh, check it out if you're so inclined. Uh, that will be out uh, for purchase on June the 8th. I think it's available on uh, iTunes and probably Vimeo, a few other places. I don't believe it's going to be on Amazon because Amazon sucks um, and they're not allowing new documentaries to be um, shown. Uh, we did uh, get uh, Big, Bigfoot Encounters of the Pacific Northwest on there, but uh, I think after we snuck in, I think they kind of figured out what was going on and they put a stop to it because uh, I don't think uh, this one's going to make it in there on time. But anyway... Um, Check it out uh, if you like this sort of thing. I think you will certainly enjoy it. Uh, be sure and keep an eye out for the Small Town Monsters uh, next Kickstarter, which I assume will probably hit around the same time it does every year, probably around the February, January, February time frame. And uh, throw them some shekels. I, you know, check out their library. Check out a few of their shows. I think some of their stuff is available on Amazon uh, for you to watch. And uh, some other 
avenues out there, I believe. Maybe, I want to say Tubi, which is a, a free TV app. They're, they have some stuff out there that's uh, available for free. So check it out. Uh, make a decision. And uh, if you like it, you know, support them. Throw on some shekels. Let them uh, continue to keep doing what they're doing. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, what they do in the future and uh, hope we can get those guys up here uh, to Alaska someday so I can uh, show them around and uh, take them around and show them, uh, hopefully show them some Alaska Bigfoot. But um, anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Again, I want to implore you to please head over to the Alaska Watch YouTube page and uh, give us a hit the subscribe button, give us a subscription, Uh, bump my numbers up a little bit. So uh, I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of. And um, likewise, uh, hit me up, uh, you know, and I will, uh, I'll subscribe back to you. uh, You know, that way uh, I can help you out as well. Check us out on the Alaska Watch podcast webpage at alaskawatchpodcast.com. And uh, you can listen to us on pretty much any podcatcher. I think we're even on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, Amazon's podcast app, whatever that is. So anyway, guys, uh, appreciate you listening and uh, well, keep following us and I will hopefully be back uh, next week. I'll give you guys a little bit better schedule for what's going to go be going on uh, around the Medellin Falls thing. And um, I can uh, give you a good uh, idea of when I will be back Uh, with some more Alaska Watch uh, goodness for your ear holes. All right, take care.